1: She will challenge your thinking and inspire your confidence to create a profitable, sustainable portrait business you love through continually refining and reworking your business. Let's do the Rework.
0: Hi there, and welcome to the first ever episode of the Rework Podcast with your host, Allison Tyler-Jones. That's me. I'm so excited that you're here, and I don't know that anybody will actually ever listen to this, but... In case you do, hopefully you find it valuable. My name is Allison Tyler-Jones, and I'm a portrait photographer in Mesa, Arizona. I specialize in portraits of children and families, and I've been doing this since about 2005. I've also been teaching and speaking for years to groups of photographers around the world. And I'm finding a common thread through all of that time, speaking and mentoring and talking to photographers that there are so many amazing artists who, for one reason or another, don't value themselves or what they do enough. They lack the confidence or maybe just the vision to create a business that they love based on their strengths, talents, and abilities, a business that's profitable enough to support their families. And I don't mean a side hustle that will pay for a few extras. I'm talking about an income worthy of any other trained professional, such as a doctor or a lawyer, an income that can support your family and your dreams. Because what we do is important. What we do takes time and little pieces of our soul every time we do it. And we should value ourselves and our work and communicate that value to our clients, who will ultimately exchange their value for our value. All it takes is a process of constant refinement that I like to call the rework. The rework concept came about during a snowy week in a northern Arizona cabin when my sister, Caroline DeCesare, a successful interior designer, and I took off a week to work on our businesses. This is something that we do once or twice a year together. But this time was a little different. I had an additional goal for our time together. Instead of just working on my business, Allison and Tyler Jones Photography, I really wanted to finally lay the groundwork for a new business I've been dreaming about for, I don't know, the last seven years or so. If I was a pro podcaster, there would be some tense music in the background right here, right now. I've long wanted to create an education platform to help other photographers create better businesses, but I just kept letting too many things get in the way. Number one of those things was that I was really worried that my main business would suffer. When people would ask me to mentor one-on-one or to fly to teach workshops, very often the answer was no because I really felt like I got to keep the main thing the main thing. And that was Allison Tyler Jones photography. That's the business that is supporting my family, that has put my kids through college, that has paid for weddings, that pays our car payments, that pays our house payments, all the things. So I didn't ever want to jeopardize that. Plus I didn't ever want to shortchange my clients and have them wondering, is she even interested in us or is she off doing this other thing? So I was really worried about that. Number two reason why I hadn't done it and Those of you who are artists know that that inner critic, we all know about her, was always right there on my shoulder saying, you know, who do you think you are to do this? What do you think you have to say about building a successful business? And so between those two things, fear, inner critic, and worry, it kept me from doing it. But this time, this year was different. We'd spent a year in COVID, a year in crazy quarantine, and all kinds of things going on. And I really just decided okay, if not now, when? I really have always felt like I needed to do this. I feel like photographers need to value themselves more. And I honestly feel as though I can help them do that through a lot of different ways. So during that snorry week, we discussed and snacked, and brainstormed, and somewhere in the midst of a lot of DoorDash, a lot of HGTV, and a lot of Post-it notes, we hacked together this framework called the rework, which simply put is just a decision-making process that both of us use in our businesses to make progress in our business. So these might be small tweaks or big changes, but as we discussed and talked about what we felt like, we could trace our success to what we felt like were things that made the biggest differences in our businesses. It came back to this framework, what we call the rework framework, the rework format. That's actually six steps reevaluate, research, rethink, reimagine, redesign, and execute. So, let me talk a little bit about each one of these things. So, let's just say that something happens. In your business, there's a there's a challenge in front of you and you need to figure out what it is. It's something that's been driving you crazy, it's been bugging you for a long time. Where do you go to get information or how do you solve the problems in your business? And I felt like that there's several ways that we would typically do that. We would tend to look outward for that information we would think, okay, has somebody written a book about this? Is somebody talking about this on social media? Is there a workshop I can go to? What I think most people do actually is they just look at like, well, what is everybody else doing? What is my competition doing? What are other photographers doing about this problem? And I found that that last part, looking at what everybody else was doing was the least helpful for me. And then I started thinking about Other times in my life when I needed help from other people, like a doctor or an attorney or that sort of thing. And I realized that I can't actually access effective help until I really know what I want to have happen to begin with. So the challenge was instead of going outside of myself first, I needed to go inward and make sure that I'm actually asking the right question. And that I have a pretty clear idea of what I want the outcome to look like and what I want the end result to be, and then figure out how to get there. So the rework is a process that we devise by which you can stay true to yourself. Because the answers that I come up with for me and my business and my family and my life might not look anything like the answers that you come up with for you and your business and your family and your life. So let's begin. Step number one for the rework is to reevaluate. So what is the challenge or the problem? What's not working? Where are you stuck? And we're going to talk about some examples in a minute, specific examples. So think about that. If there's something right now that's just been bothering you in your business that you can't seem to get past, that seems to be rearing its ugly head again and again, that you never quite seem to solve, what is that? What is that problem? Then, number two, do the research. So, historically, how has that problem been solved in your industry, by your competition, by people in other businesses? Okay. So, what's the conventional wisdom? What's the, it's always been done this way. Okay. Now, I know I said earlier that the least helpful place is to go to the competition, but in this research phase, I like to look and see okay, how are other people? solving this problem and are they really solving it is this problem actually being solved or is this just how they think that it should be solved then i would look and say is there somebody out there that's already doing what you want to do and are they doing it successfully and then i would consult a trusted advisor and or mentor somebody that knows me well that knows my personality that knows how i like to live knows what would and wouldn't work for my particular personality that's gathering a lot of information. And I will tell you that I love to learn. I'm a learner. It's easy for me to get stuck here into research. My sister calls me an omnivore. She's like you just love to, you know, read 10 books on any given subject and then marinate in all the possibilities of what it is that you can do with that information. And so sometimes that's helpful, but other times it can be that analysis paralysis, if you will. When I look at outside myself and I say, okay, what is the competition doing? How has this always been done? That's generally never the solution for me because I never want to do anything the way that anybody else has done it. I want to, even if it's successful, even if somebody's killing it and doing really great over in this area, I always want to put my own personal spin on it because I feel like I can more authentically present that solution to my clients. It settles into my bones and I feel good about it. So I've researched, I've thought about all the ways that it's been done, and look at what the best practices are, and I have that information. So next, I'm going to take all that information and I'm going to rethink what about this information that I've gathered is working for me or not working for me. And I will make a pro-con list or a love-hate list because I feel like as a human being, it's easier to think of the negative, unfortunately, than it is the positive So I can look at that list and think, okay, I don't want to do it this way. I don't want to do it that way. These are all the things that I don't want to do. And then that leaves the positive things. And so that helps me to get through that pruning process. How can thinking about this differently change my approach? So am I asking the right question? And this is where my mindset can begin to shift. And I can begin to see a better way ahead if I'm challenging my assumptions And thinking, am I really asking the right question? In this phase of rethinking, I'm going to entertain new ideas. I'm going to think about back to my initial, like, why am I even doing this in the first place? And is it it even necessary to do it? Maybe this is something, maybe maybe this something is not really actually a problem. Maybe it's just something I'm making into a problem. So what does the info I've gathered tell me I should do after I've processed all of that information? And then what do I want to have or make happen? What's the outcome that I'm looking for? So at that point, then I have picked a path. I'm going to nail it down. I'm going to pick a direction. I'm going to just decide and say, I'm moving forward with this thing. Once I've decided a direction, then I want to reimagine. And this is what, when I'm smart, I do this part. When I'm dumb, I skip this part. Because usually I skip right to five redesign. But the reimagine part is kind of where the magic happens. That's where you take a minute to breathe, slow down, pause, and just listen to yourself. And I always think about that movie guy that announces the movie trailers like in a world where, you know what I mean? That guy. So think about that. Imagine a world where whatever you've decided was actually true. How does that feel to you? My friend Kimberly Wiley would say she feels it in her heart. She'd put her hand on her chest and think, OK, how does this feel here in my heart? For me, it's more I have to feel that decision in my bones Does it go all the way to the core. And when I've made that decision, it feels good, like solid, because when it's in my bones— then I know I can speak about it easily and confidently and clearly with my clients. I can move forward and not look back and second guess. So how does it feel? What does it look like? So that could be anything from if you're making decisions in your business, what does the schedule look like? What does a day look like if you had made this decision? What does your view and order session with a client look like if you've made that decision? Then does it align with my values and beliefs? And this is a big one. Sometimes we, I think all of us want to be moral people. We want to make good decisions aligned with our values and beliefs. But sometimes we can lose sight of that when we're scared or nervous or trying to be seen as something maybe bigger or better than we are. And then also asking ourselves, what is this going to require me to let go of? And what am I going to be gaining? So I can see it. I can see what it is that I want to do. It feels good in my bones. I can see what it would look like, how I could proceed. I could see the next step, if that makes sense. It aligns with my values and beliefs. I'm going to let go of some things. I'm going to gain other things. But now I'm going to need to just commit. I'm going to do it. So once we commit, then we're going to redesign then we ask ourselves, how does this new mindset or this decision change my approach? What am I going to do instead? How does this information apply specifically to my business and how I want to work and or what is best for my clients? So tailoring the current process to yield new results because ultimately that's what we want. We don't want just the same old results. We want new, better results. I'm going to assign a timeframe to evaluate that long enough time to give it a fair chance. I want to measure it. So is there a criteria by which I will measure the progress of this decision? And then if there's going to be a problem, an anticipated pushback from either clients or my employees or my family or whoever, that doesn't mean that it's a bad decision. It might be the perfect decision. But if you anticipate that there is going to be pushback somewhere, you need to get out ahead of that and decide, design the words that are going to help you educate, whether it's a client, employee, family, whatever, or even just to a mantra that you need to tell yourself, like, it's going to be OK. It's going to be OK. I'm giving it 30 days or whatever. OK? So we've planned through all of that. Just to recap, we've reevaluated. We have a problem. We're going to research what's the conventional wisdom. How has it always been handled? Is there anybody out there that's doing this well? We want to rethink, make our love hate list, pro-con list, figure out what ways we don't want to work. Is there a new mindset that we need to shift our mind into? Is it necessary to even make a change? Are we just trying to make work for ourselves because we're bored? And then maybe that really is the problem. So what is all the information that I've gathered? Tell me I should do. And we nail it down. We pick a direction. And we decide. Then we slow we breathe we reimagine and listen to ourselves we try to understand how that feels in our heart in our bones what would it look like if we did that is it aligned with our values our beliefs what is this going to require me to let go of what will i gain instead and can i see it might be scary but i'm going to do it so now i'm going to commit and i'm going to now redesign So tailoring my current process to yield new results, set up a way to evaluate it, give it long enough to give it a fair chance, and then measure the criteria and get out ahead of any potential problems that we see in the way. And then the only thing left to do is we need to execute. Okay, so let's use this framework with a real problem. What is the problem? I would say that most photographers that I talk to, especially coming out of COVID, But even not, even not during 2020 or or thereafter, even for years, people would say to me when I would ask photographers, you know, what is the biggest problem in your business? Very common. I just need more clients. We're going to reevaluate that. Do you really need more clients, actual, more physical clients? Or is it that you just want to make more money? Maybe you're working too hard and not making enough money. Maybe you want a higher average sale. Maybe you want to develop a new product line. Or maybe you're bored and unchallenged and just need some inspiration. The problem that presents itself at the first, sometimes we just get stuck on that and think that that's the problem, but it might be something more underlined. But let's just say that in your mind, I just need more clients. Okay. Let's do the research on that. Historically, what Would you do to get more clients? Advertising, silent auctions, charitable giving, co marketing with businesses. There's a lot of different ways that you could get new clients. You could read a new book about marketing, you could ask a friend that is doing really well in their business, they do great marketing. Perhaps there are some new trends in social media marketing that look interesting to you that could be interesting and fun. Maybe it's posting behind-the-scenes video of your latest shoot. So taking that list of things, just do a quick download, writing down on a piece of paper, list everything you can possibly think of, of ways to get new clients. Everything you've ever even heard of. Everything that you've tried, even if it failed. Everything social media, TV ads, radio ads, even if they're things that you can't afford and would never do. Just list all the possible things, just a brain dump of every possible way that you could get new clients. Carrying your business cards with you, talking to people online at the grocery store, whatever. Just list them all. Looking at what other people are doing. Look at what your competition is doing. Social media, Facebook ads, funnels. List all the things, okay? So once you have your list... Then you are going to rethink that. Now you're going to apply your brain and your specific filter of you to all of that information that you gathered. So we're going to eliminate anything that doesn't apply to you. You're going to ask yourself some questions. Do I really need more clients or do I need better clients? Is it necessary to just be running around doing tons of ads and tons of marketing to get the phone to ring when maybe they aren't qualified, or do I need to be looking for ways to attract better clients? So challenging your assumptions. Be curious. Is the question I'm asking really what I should be asking? What do I want to have or make happen? What's the outcome that I'm looking for? So am I asking the right questions? If at the end of this, you don't have a clear direction, then go back and do more research. At the end of this process, you should have a clear direction. So, we've weeded through, we've looked through, we've thought, I don't want to do Facebook ads. I don't want to have to hire telemarketers and have people on the phone chasing people down for all these free things I've been giving away. In my own business, as I struggled with this thought, I realized I don't really just want to be busy. I want to be profitable. I want to be making a higher income. And I want to be spending time with clients that I love. So I didn't want to just be busier. I wanted to be making more money. Those are two different things. We conflate the two. We think if we're busier, we'll be making more money, but that's, you and I both know that's not necessarily the case. So maybe the question that I'm asking isn't the right question at all. Maybe it isn't that I need more clients. Maybe it's that I need to attract better clients, clients that want a more in-depth, special experience. And maybe that's how I want to work. Because it's easy to look around and see, you know, somebody's putting up, oh, they're doing mini sessions in the park. And oh my gosh, they sold out the mini sessions in two hours on Instagram. Well, that's awesome for them. But if you look at the pricing, like they're going to be working a lot for not very much. And so is that sustainable? Is that something that's going to be sustainable long-term? Is it something that that feels valuable to their clients? Is it something that's going to be an amazing experience for their clients? So when I look at how other people, when we look at how other people are, quote unquote, doing it, then that's where we make our list. We rethink and we say, um, I don't want to do that. Or I do want to do that. I love that idea. I'm going to put my spin on it. So for me, that process came to how do I make the experience more special for my existing clients? How do I focus more on who has already come to me? And how do I dream up new ideas for them every year? But that feels more true to me. So I want to make, so on my list, on my rethink process, I've decided what I don't want to do. I've looked at how other people have done it. I've decided which of that I don't, want to do. Maybe there's a nugget in there, an idea, a con, a shooting concept, or something like that that's given me an idea for a session or something like that that, that I'm going to take and use. But really, at the bottom of it, I'm going to look maybe even outside of my industry and see how other service providers are delivering their service. Maybe I'm going to get some ideas there. So I'm going to nail it down. I'm going to pick a direction. I'm going to decide that I don't actually just want to be busy that I want to create a more in-depth, long-term relationship, special experience for my client. So I'm going to really invest my time there. So as I decide that and pick that direction, which is when I made this decision is I am not going to do many sessions. I'm only going to do full sessions and I'm going to make them even more special. Maybe I'm limiting my sessions to 80 to 100 a year, rather than just trying to book more and more and more sessions. So I'm imagining the world where that's true. How does that feel in my heart, in my bones? It feels really good because I know that that's a sustainable amount of sessions for me. And I know what I have going on in my family, with my kids, with my life. I know how I want to spend my time. And I know that I would rather spend more time with less clients and make that experience special for them, that feels very true to me. It aligns with my values and my beliefs. And it gives me time to spend time with my family. I'm not working weekends. I'm not editing until the wee hours of the morning. And it's also allowing me to create an amazing experience for my clients so that they feel very, very special. And they feel very taken care of and very that I can be completely present with every single one of them. And there doesn't, there's no hurry. They don't feel rushed. I can really see their kids. We can make th- this amazing session and capture great images. And then we can create amazing art for their home. That is going to require me, though, to let go of, as I reimagine this new life, this paradigm shift, it's going to require me to let go of not doing it like everybody else is doing it. And that's scary. To be honest, that is really scary. Because when you see things on social media or how, quote unquote, everybody's doing it, it seems like that's the way to go because everybody's everybody's doing it. So of course, it should work. But I had to let go of that because I knew that I didn't want to do that. I, I just looked at some of those ads. And I did the math. And I realized, I can't pay my studio rent. And I can't support my family on that, it's not not even possible. So I had to let go of doing what everybody else is doing. But I knew that I was going to gain a greater relationship with my clients and more confidence in spending more time with less clients. So it was scary, but I committed. Then I had to redesign my processes. So how does that new mindset change my approach? What was I going to do instead? So specifically to my business. And how I wanted to work and what was best for my client. So that required new ways of marketing. That required calling people on the phone to get the fall booked, letting them know that they had first dibs on my calendar before we opened it up to the public that, we call all of our clients, existing clients first and give them first dibs on our calendar before we open the calendar to the public. And that's another great idea I got from k- my friend, Kimberly Wiley. She did that every year. And it's, it was so scary to do that at first because I thought, oh, my clients aren't going to want me to call them. That's weird. It feels really salesy. But then I realized these are clients that come every single year, and every year they're calling in November going, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We waited to the last minute. Life just got away from me. And I realized that actually me redesigning my process to make the call and get them on the phone and no pressure. Like, hey, we just wanted you to know that we have a session for you. We wanted to give you first dibs on the calendar before we opened it up to anybody else if you needed a session this year. That doesn't sound salesy. That doesn't feel weird. That just feels like I'm taking care of the people that take care of me. And you know this, we've all been great clients at different businesses where you feel like they're constantly chasing the new and they're not taking good care of you who have been a loyal client. And that's annoying. It makes you feel not appreciated. So just really shifting my mindset to think of how can I really better spoil my existing clients. And this will work for you whether you've been in the business for 20 years, or maybe you only have ever had 20 clients. But really think about building your business around those clients that just get you, that just love everything that you do. And that every time you put something up, they're the ones that call first and they want it. And figure out like what would that client love? And then just build your entire business around that. Once I had the idea, I had investigated this whole process. We've gone through the whole process. So I need new clients. I'm going to figure out how other people have attracted new clients. By researching that, I'm going to rethink that process. Which of those things feel good to me? I've decided that I don't want to be busy. I want to spend more time with less clients. I'm going to reimagine how that looks like, how that feels to me. It feels great. It's totally aligned with how I want to do business. Now, I'm redesigning my process in one specific way, which would be I'm going to call my clients before the fall gets started, maybe might be April before school lets out, might be in the summer sometime, might be in August. So, depending on my client, now we kind of do it three different times. And let them know that they have first dibs on my calendar, get them booked for the fall, and then they know that they have a session. I know then I can really relax Meaning not be freaking out about like, oh my gosh, are we going to have a good Christmas season this year or are we not? Because I know that I have sessions booked. So I don't have to do crazy things like have a quick sale you know, that's going to ruin my business because I am not seeing anything on the calendar. So it makes me less knee-jerky, less crazy, and more able to turn my attention to those clients that value me. So then the last thing is just to actually do it, to actually make the spreadsheet, the lists of the clients and their numbers, and then execute. And in our business, I take some of the list. And then Jessica, my client coordinator, takes some of the list. And really, we say it's a calling program or it's really a texting program. So we're texting clients and going back and forth with them. Then... After I've executed, we go through and we look at that spreadsheet and we see, did it work? What was good? What could have been better? So certain times of day tend to be better to get a hold of people. Certain times of day are not great. This client prefers to be contacted in a different way. So we'll have notes and we'll evaluate all of that. And so we've been doing this for probably about five or six years now. And we refine it every single year, but it has been a game changer for us. So that's just a quick example of how the Rework format works, how we apply it to one specific area of your business. So that's just one quick example of how you could use the Rework Framework to process a decision that you need to make in your business to help you overcome a challenge or a problem that you're having. And we'll be doing more of this with different topics, We could do it five different ways with, I need more customers. This was just one way that I wanted to illustrate for you. And I'm so excited that you're here. If you've listened this long, thank you for being here. And I'm looking forward to having all kinds of fun on this podcast. It's going to be a weekly podcast, and I'm going to be interviewing friends in the photographic industry, friends outside of the industry, expert interviews we'll be doing some mini workshop trainings. We'll be doing all kinds of fun things. So thank you for being here and we'll see you next time on The Rework.
1: You can find more great resources from Allison at do the rework.com and on Instagram at do the dot rework.